this was a major breach of trust, and, and I'm really sorry that this happened. Um, you know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data, and if we can't do that, then, then we don't uh, deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. Wow, does he ever sound serious? And you know Zuckerberg is serious when he actually puts away the flip-flops and the shorts and gets a, a snazzy suit on. So he's now on the apology tour. And uh, that was on, of course, CNN last night with Anderson Cooper as he explained what happened. And that he will happily explain it and appear to Congress in Congress and all the rest of it. But uh, I'm, I'm not so sure sorry is going to cut it here. I mean, this is a juggernaut. This is a social media juggernaut. And I think folks feel very, very safe putting their whole life on display. Are you going to change those habits now? I bet a lot of people won't. Do you even care about what you put on social media, the fact that it might be taken and, and used you know, and manipulated against you? Um, I mean, I think Mr. Zuckerberg can apologize all he wants. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of court issues, I think, that they have to deal with. But will the brand of Facebook survive or is its you know best days behind? Let's ask. Stephen Murdoch is the vice president of public relations with Enterprise Canada. Hello there. Alex. All right. So um, are, are Facebook's best days behind them? Uh, no, uh, this certainly is a catastrophe. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, as you said, it's a social media juggernaut. Uh, it's too big of an entity, but this is a huge, huge bump in the road. Okay. If you were advising Mr. Zuckerberg, and I anticipate that you would be charging him oodles and oodles of buckets of money, <laughs> I would. what would you be telling him? You know, first off, he's got to over-communicate. Every day he's got to be in front of the cameras updating them in terms of what's happening. You know, first off, slow to the trough. It took five days uh, to come back with any kind of um, response in terms of what happened. Moving forward, you need to be in front of the media on a daily basis providing an update, not just saying, hey, we're looking at our checks and balances and how we can fix it, but actually giving deadlines. Uh, you also need to go on the Facebook tour. You have to go visit every Facebook office and uh, and work with the government and say, you know what, this is what we're doing. We've got we've got to have offices in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe. I want to work with the government and work with the people to figure out how uh, how this doesn't happen again and take a very very hard stance on uh, on consumer data protection. Right, but we are assuming at this point in the apology tour that nothing else is going to come out. I mean, Chris Wiley is certainly not. Uh, uh, secretive about where he stands. He's still a big profile in the media. You know, he's uh, everybody wants to talk to him. And so I have to think there are there's probably a few people in not just, you know, Facebook, but in politics in general that might, might be a little worried as to what he might say next. For sure. This is certainly going to get uh, dragged in front of Congress and the Federal Trade Commission. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Okay. And so you know, we are assuming we will start to get answers and we are assuming that everyone will be honest about it. But I can't imagine um, that that folks are just going to kind of turn a blind eye and, and say, OK, well, I'm just nothing changes. I have to think at some point, Steve, that people look at this and say, you know what, I'm being had. I'm being taken for a for a ride here. Yeah, you're 100% right, Alex. I think we as consumers will start looking at the, the apps we sign up on, the websites that we provide data to. I mean, I think a lot of Canadians don't know. 
uh, a lot of apps that we actually subscribe to and, and, and websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money play, the financial play for these, for these companies aren't, uh, aren't having you on board. A lot of these apps, uh, the money's on the back end, the data, the analytics, uh, being, being able to sell that to third-party companies. Mm-hmm. So if you, there's a lot of apps out there that will ask you for all your information, provide you maybe some kind of couponing, and then uh, in return are selling your data on the back end, and that's where the real dollars are. I want you to, I want you to listen to a comment that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg uh, said to CNN last night um, about how he plans to move forward. We need to make sure that there aren't uh, any other Cambridge Analytica's out there, right, or folks who have improperly accessed data. So uh, we're going to go now and investigate every app uh, that has access to a large uh, amount of, of information. So that there, Stephen says to me, likely I'm warning you that more is going to come out. Yeah. And the other thing is the data is already gone, which means that if Cambridge Analytic, whatever they call themselves, uh, you know, they likely have shared that it's out there already and um, you can't get that back. No, no, you can't. And that's, that's, uh, that's where the problems lie for Facebook is that data has already been uh, already been passed on two, three times. So, uh, yeah, I, all they can do is, is the one thing he's do, shown is, is empathy, and he's done a very good job of that, but he's got to be very empathetic moving forward and explain, at the end of the day, people want to know and be assured that in all likelihood this won't happen again. And it, let's face it, I think it's going to be very difficult for him to promise that. Yeah, look, I mean, empathy can be dealt with in, in many ways, but I think the kind of empathy people want to be shown by Mr. Zuckerberg is likely in the form of money, and he's got a lot of it. So uh, I have a feeling he's going to be dealing with a lot of, uh, I mean, once that list goes out and he says that the company is going to contact people that had their data breached, I mean, you get a letter from Zuckerberg and you think, okay, he's apologizing. I might make some money off of this. 100%. <laughs> I, can, I, can assure, I can assure you right now there's legal minds right now uh, conspiring to get groups together and uh, and work with people that have had their data uh, uh, taken, and they will certainly be going after Facebook. I expect within the next two to three months, uh, if not sooner, we'll, we'll hear something about that. Okay. And so, you know, when you kind of take the tentacles then of what has happened here and you start spreading them out to those groups who took advantage of this, in, in this case, I guess, with Mr. Wiley, the allegation is that the uh, information was used by the Trump campaign. They deny it, but nonetheless, that it was used by them. And we know that other political parties use this kind of data mining. Um, you know, it puts the whole practice of it. And, and as the people I speak to on the inside, they're like, this happens all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. This this is uh, this is regular. This is how companies use it for sales funneling. They they learn as much as much about you as they can, and then to get you down the sales funnel. And it's the same thing in terms of voting for a political party. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want to. They, they they know more about us than you would ever believe, uh, in terms of what you're liking, what you're sharing, uh, anything across that nature. It, it's incredible if you were uh, if you were to put yourself in front of an analytical person and give them a day to do some back end and search on you, you'd be surprised what they could come up with. Yeah, well, they'd come up with that I'm I'm the most boring person ever uh, and usually pretty stressed out. Um, But, you know, Mr. Trudeau said today, you know, he told reporters, I will not be backing off of using this. And and the liberals are not the only uh, party that uses this. So this is like a a bipartisan thing. The political parties all use this. But he did say, you know, we will be very responsible. And look, uh, politicians might not be the most believable people out there. But, you know, I have to think that. Um, in in the in the name of transparency and trust, uh, there's got to be some there's got to be some loophole here that can be be closed. 
Yeah, I, it'll a hundred percent. I mean, he's you know he's being very forthright. Yes, this does happen, uh, and uh, I think people want to be assured that if you're taking my information, uh, especially from a, as a, as somebody who signs up for uh, communicate from a from a political party, that this is not being shared. It is it's mine. It's mine only. It's for you to. Uh, but at the end of the day, it does get shared. You know, you you can uh, you can be rest assured if you uh, if you signed up for example, a cons- one of the conservative uh, uh, one of the folks that was running for the conservative conservative leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know firsthand you, this stuff is getting passed on, mm-hmm. and you're getting put on lists that you may not necessarily have agreed to be put on, but uh, but you're on them nonetheless. Yeah, and and I think the Ontario PC Party uh, was asked today about their donor lists and voting lists and all the rest of it. Like, what did you do with that information? They said that it's been destroyed. But again, we can only take that at face value. And and my issue is in this generation, in this era of fake news and all the rest of it, and all the propaganda people are getting, there's absolutely no protection now for the consumer. And we've got governments that are saying, we're going to stop fake news. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you, not. You, it, you can put a lot of money behind it, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's still going to be pushed out into the news cycle. I mean, it would literally be, I think, impossible at this point for a political party not to use it. A hundred percent. And they have to. I mean, in terms of marketing, if they want to have an upper hand against their um, uh, their political foes, it's it's a reality of the new um, the new electoral system. It's just how it is. It is. But then, OK, so where does this go? And I'm kind of thinking beyond now. It's like at some point, will there be some massive class action suit where consumers kind of unite together and say, you didn't ask us, and now you're using stolen information that we were supposed to be protected by, and you didn't shut the loopholes because it kept you in power. Yeah, it, it, you know what, Alex, this is going to be, create a huge conversation in terms of, of uh, government, other companies, and it's going, to be a conver- it's going to be a conversation around, you signed up for this, you know what you're getting into, look at the fine print. Yeah. Look at the, you know, it's like going to lease that car, every car, 0% financing, and the one you want, 3.6%. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's uh, look at the fine uh, at the at the small type. It's on there. Yeah, it is, but it's like a thousand pages of it. So exactly. that's you know what happens to that. All right, Stephen, thanks so much. We'll have this conversation again. Thanks, Alex. Stephen Murdoch joining us uh, over at Enterprise Canada. And look, it, you had you do have to read the fine print, but who reads that? I don't even read the big print half the time. Not to mention, as everyone's starting to notice, getting off of Facebook is not easy. It takes like two weeks of undoing yourself from those tentacles. I mean, if Mr. Zuckerberg really wants to make, you know, uh, peace with all the people out there, he should just say, hey, if you want to get off, I'm changing the settings and, and you can get out now because it's very, very difficult. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.